Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello Cheeseheads and welcome to another episode, the final episode of the Cheese Room Podcast for this season. Today we're going to be reviewing the 1-1 draw away at Selhurst Park against Palace, which secured our sixth spot and I think a Europa League place. We're just debating it now because <laughs> we're still not sure, but um, we'll discuss that a little bit later on. Joining me, as always, from Vienna, it's the Harlow Globetrotter. How are you doing, HG? I'm doing very well, thank you. It's uh, another Sunday night, another Spurs game, and um, yeah, <laughs> we got it done. <laughs> we got it done. Yeah, it's, I've got a, just a feeling that I'm quite glad this is over, even though it's only going to be a couple of weeks until the, the next season starts. Uh, it's been it's been hard work getting these pods out two, three times a week, especially with sort of the games that we've been reviewing. Um, anyway, also joining us, he's he's hanging on, he's hanging on the edge from a hefty night last night, apparently. And a day of, of babysitting responsibilities and cooking. It's the caller. How you doing, mate? I'm on the edge. Uh, you know, I've had about four glory. hours of sleep. Yeah, wish. I wish. Um, you know, massive hangover this morning. Bit bit of a scuffle in the village. And um, <laughs> yeah, there was there was fisticuffs in the local uh, working men's club. Had to get in. Had to get in there and break it up. Yeah, no one had an ankle grinder, did they? No one. No one had an ankle grinder. No, there were some uh, young young lads kicking off, and um, you know the old heads had to sort it out. As a result of that, free drinks, um, <laughs> and therefore, as a result of that, massive hangover. Uh, but uh, yeah, apart from that, delighted to be on the pod. It, I mean, I must say, it makes a change to be doing it fully sober. Uh, I've got a nice glass of iced water, and I've just had some delicious cheese and biscuits. Oh, it's good to know that you've got ice in your drink, <laughs> even though it's not alcohol. Of course, I, look. If I didn't have lots of clings and clangs for you to edit out, it wouldn't be me. <laughs> this is true. This is true. Uh, and finally, joining us after an absence of a couple of months, it's Mr. Simon J. Burrows. How are you doing, mates? Doing good, thanks. Thanks for having me back on, mate. A comeback like Pascal Chimbonda, I hope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe slightly better. Maybe a second coming of Robbie Keane. That's vague, slightly oh. better, isn't it? 
Did Pascal Chibon to come back? Yeah, yeah, we forgot about him, didn't we? I don't even remember. <laughs> Came back and played about four games. I can't, I'm sure HG will be able to tell us what transfer window it was, but... Uh, 2008. I don't remember anything. To, yeah, how long has he gone for then? Six months? You know, I, I, don't, I, I really don't remember, to be honest. I think 2006 was when he joined the first time from Wigan but after that did he go to Blackburn before I don't know where he went before he came back but there you go who knows I actually thought he was a decentish fullback when he first played for us yeah, everyone, yeah he was most players are good when they first play for us it's just what happened then we ruined him <laughs> League Cup winner League Cup winner he can't knock it Absolutely. I think we, we just we just improved that was all that happened then we just needed better players so we got Alan Hutton instead. Brilliant. <laughs> we spent eight million on him, didn't we? Wasn't he like some transfer record at the time for a, a right back? Yeah, but he was the Scottish Cafu for about three months, and then he turned <laughs> shit. Down. He was awful, awful. We, we can't awful say bad, we can't say bad things about the players that won us our last trophy. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Wasn't he, Hutton was playing for Villa last season? I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah, he, he got he promoted and then retired. Incredible. <laughs> Wait, go out on a high. Absolutely. Exactly. Well, it's been an interesting final day. Um, Watford, <laughs> you can't say anything, but you deserve that going yeah. down. And, uh, you know, Villa have managed to scrape themselves up. We've managed to get sixth place thanks to other teams doing mm. us a favour. Cheers, Chelsea. <sighs> but, um, Chaps. <laughs> and now I think we're relying on them to kind of do us a favour in the fight. You know, it, it's that thing, isn't it? Lesser of two evils in, in the cup mm. final. But, I mean, this is, enough. the good thing is that as much as they've helped us, they also had to help themselves. So they don't, they, they, they don't have to feel too bad about it and we don't have to feel dirt, too dirty about it. Like it, they have to make it happen in, in their own interests. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So we, yeah, they can't do that one, can they? We helped you out, even though they did. Anyway, we'll talk about <laughs> our game. <laughs> you know, we're just trying to talk about anything else apart from this game of football. It, it was your impression of a Chelsea fan that made me laugh. They, they automatically speak like, we helped you out. Gozos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's your standard Chelsea impersonation. And also some, you know, doing a few uh, Nazi salutes as well. Brilliant. Anyway. Today's game, we'll talk about the lineup. HG, when you saw it, again, no real surprises. Surprisingly enough, Aviva's predictions of <laughs> fringe players being played did not happen, not even on the bench. Jose stuck to his, uh, you know, his normal players. Apart from one change at the back, signing a new contract has obviously been an indication that Jose loves Diane straight away. He's back into the teams. Were you surprised at all by today's lineup? Yeah, I was a little bit surprised because you know, if you think about all the games that we've played since restart, Dyer and all the Virilders only played what one of those games together. So it's mm. not as if, even though he had the opportunity early on when 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 they were fit. Um, he started with with Dyer and Sanchez, and then Dyer and Alderweireld did play the one game. I forget which one it was, but uh, they played together against Everton. And then uh, after that, obviously Dyer was suspended. So yeah, you, you do have to wonder exactly what the pecking order a little bit is with with Jose. But well, I mean Dyer's got the contract done, and he's clearly can we say this now? Is he a first choice centre back for Spurs? God help us all. <laughs> Who would have thought? This time last year, that uh, going forward, Spurs will be building their defence around Dyer and uh, Toby. You know, Toby, yes. it looked like a dead set of Toby was going, and Dyer, towards the end of last season, was bloody awful. And yeah. now, you know, we're building the entire back four uh, around them. 
Especially considering he was still a, a defensive midfielder at that point. He's mm. kind of decided that he's going to play centre-back and Jose seems quite happy with him to be maybe the number one choice. And, and I mean, the weird thing is, like, he's not... I mean, he didn't play badly today. I mean... No, a lot of good headers. Exactly. So it, 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 he's very much a, a Michael Dawson type of centre-half. Mm. Like he, he's, he's not your ball-playing one. But he did have that run, I think, in the second half where he took it past a few players and you mm. thought, well, what's going to happen here? So if you're going to get a, a central defender that is comfortable on the ball, I suppose Dyer is comfortable on it. So we, we yeah. can't knock it too much, but it, it is a strange situation. Like I, I agree with Simon. I was thinking today, like, isn't it weird that Fatongan's leaving before Toby? Because yeah. we, we did for years. We all knew that that Toby was going at some point, and you just don't know if that's actually going to happen now. No, no, it does look like he'll be here next season. You know, he signed that contract and he seems quite happy. And if Jose's picking him, I'm, I'm sure he'll stay. But yeah, it's interesting with Dyer, isn't it? He's, he's clearly better on the ball than than Sanchez, and, and he's not slow. But it's, um, mm. yeah, I'm still not sure which one of those two I prefer. But tactical consistency caller is something that Jose is. You know, was it four games in a row now? We've almost, apart from this one change, have played the same team. Yeah, same team, not necessarily the same system. So no, I suppose no. it's um, you know, ta- tactical um, selection consistency, definitely. Um, tactical consistency, probably not. Um, yeah. I was a bit confused as to what we were doing today, to be perfectly honest, because it was a bit. Yeah, was... We, we, we weren't playing counter attack. Like I know the it commentators, wasn't anything. <laughs> the commentators on Sky were insistent that this was Tottenham at their counter attacking best, and I was like, but. <laughs> We used to concede possession in the other games, yeah. and, and we didn't. We had, I think, we had more of the ball than Palace today. It was a very even game. So it's a weird yeah. game. It's a it, weird it, game. It was kind of like, yeah, this is the eleven that I like, but I'm just going to try and score a goal today <laughs> and be I mean, bad I, at it. Whereas, you know, in the mm. last few games, we haven't really tried, and we've somehow got the wins. It's, 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 it's just very, very odd. Yeah, we had slightly more possession. It seemed very open, as in mm. the field. It was very spread out to start with, and it was kind of that. And there's plenty yeah. of space to run into, pl- plenty of space to spray the ball about. But then us scoring within 13 minutes, do you think that changed the complexity of it, Simon? Because it, I saw the interview with Kane afterwards, and he said they, you know, once they saw the result um, mm. at Chelsea, it changed the complexity in the second half. Second half, because definitely. Yeah, Two we didn't have a shot. After I think for the last half an hour, I don't think we had a shot. No, it was a second half was a was a poor uh, poor game to watch, wasn't it? I'm I'm struggling to think of many clear cut chances. Mora had that volley, didn't he? Sorry, Lucas. Sorry, Bren. No, Lucas Mora. That, You're right. <laughs> Lucas had that volley, but yeah, it, 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 when we went one nil up, Palace. I mean, to their credit, I was convinced they'd be on the beach. But they, they gave it a really good go, didn't they? Uh, you yeah. know, they've had an awful, awful run. Was it seven or eight defeats in a row? And I guess they wanted to, they were playing for pride, really, because they didn't want to lose the last game of the season by the looks of it. And they, they were putting in a decent shift. So they, they were decent opposition today. Obviously, they were missing a lot of players and a lot of them had to really dig in. And I know they had a, a change at the back and had to do a bit of chopping and changing in midfield as well. So mm. fair play to them. They gave it a go. And we did take our foot off the gas massively. It definitely would have liked to have seen us go 2 0 up. But we just sat in, didn't we? That that was all. Second half was about not conceding. <laughs> Obviously, yep. we did, but um, and and basically getting getting the draw. That was all mm. it was about. And and whilst you can cut, you can understand it, but it goes back to what HG was saying on the last pod. It's efficient football. It, it gets the job done, but mm. it's not necessarily enjoyable to watch. I think you know, efficient when you're three 0 up is something different. I mean, that's the crazy thing. Like, I, I feel like I want to complain at 3-0 up because we're so far ahead, let's try and score. And then at 1-0, you're thinking, 
you know, you, you do have that 50-50 decision of like, do I try and go ahead and get the second or do I try and hang, hang on what we've got? And I, I don't know, we, we just, because we hadn't really tried to score that many goals in the first half, it made little sense to become even more defensive in the second. That, that mm. was what got me. And, you know, we, 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 when you're giving away possession, like we have done in previous games, and you see ball after ball go into the box, and you think if one of these falls in the wrong place, the other team's going to have a decent shot on target. And that's all mm. that happened today. You know, Palace didn't create a great deal either, but they mm. did have that, you know, half chance that fell to someone in the box that they could put away. That hadn't happened in previous games. And that's why uh, Arsenal and Newcastle could only score worldies against us. So yeah. there, there is, a, it, was a, it was just a very strange defensive performance because we weren't in a low block, not really. And. I mean, yeah, look, I'm happy, but it, uh, we'd, I, I don't feel like I'm as disappointed as the rest of you are. No, I'm not disappointed. I mean, that's that's the kind of game, you can, I mean, you're completely right. You know, you instantly forgettable game. It's all about the finishing position, isn't it? Going out on a relative high in terms of getting a Europa League spot. And uh, yeah, certainly won't be watching a rerun of that again. No, exactly. And and I think that's the general mood on social media. Yeah. Half the people are saying that was really boring. The second half was so dull and... Other people are just saying we got the job done. It doesn't mm. really matter. Let's get this season over and done with. So, yeah. I mean, I kind of I agree with both stances. Yeah, I mean, the second half, like I, I struggled, it struggled to keep my attention. I was mm. multitasking, yeah, <laughs> quite a lot, doing other stuff, pottering about whilst watching it. Which you know, I, I never used to do that with football. I used to be mm. you know completely uh, eyes fixed on it. But it just had that feeling of like a bit of a nothing game. Once it was two nil, Chelsea were up. It was kind of like, well, as long as we carry on like this, we should be all right. And like you say, Paddy's created not very much. They had more shots than us. Another game where teams have more shots than us, but didn't really threaten. And I think that early goal as well just kind of settled things, didn't it? I mean, let's talk about the goal. It was created basically by a bit of closing down. Davies lost the ball, but then didn't let it go. I think Townsend tried to get rid of it. And then mm. we just yeah. closed down with Sonny. And then Lacelso won a 50-50. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> played a, a nice little ball into, um, into Kane's pass. And... Cool, what a finish that was. It's just he's, the last few games he's, he's looked back to his top top self, hasn't he? Absolutely. The, the XG on it, must, I haven't seen the XG. I'm sure one of you has got the stat. Yeah, I mean, it, it, a worldy finish, really. So, you know, it didn't look that spectacular, but but it, it, it was just, you know, I love it when, when Kane does the sort of one touch and bang before the defender's got a chance to put a foot in or anything. And it, you're right, that's Kane at his absolute best. Fantastic, world-class finishing. Mm. Everyone expected him. I mean, I, was, when I saw it. I thought he's going to need a second touch here, but uh, bang straight in the in the corner. Fantastic I just, finish! I, I just straight away was taken back to sort of a couple of years ago. We was just doing that for fun. Mm. Like, let's hope, uh, let's hope he hits the ground running. Um, he, he hasn't got to worry about scoring in August. I suppose that's a benefit to uh, next season. <laughs> so um, yeah, it. it um, it was a great, great finish and hopefully more to come from him next year. HG, who else did you think played well? It was an interesting matchup on on the right-hand side with with Lucas against the young uh, Mitchell. I, I just think that, again, a normal team would look at that 19-year-old fullback, however old he is, and say, right, we're going we're gonna to try and put you under pressure. And again, we we just never really did that. Like it's it's one of those weird things that you know we've we've seen for games. You know, Aurier's been a pseudo right winger, and we've always played the ball to the right wing to try and get something down that side. And now today, it's like, well, you know, we have a chance to move the ball out there and challenge the fullback and and see what we can get from him. Mm. And apart from that one Maisie run and that fantastic Maisie run that Lucas did to almost get the second, um, w- when did it happen? It, it, it was just it was a very disjointed 
attacking performance from us. Like Sun didn't play well. I don't think Lucas played particularly well. I think that I mean, it was Sissoko's worst game for a, a, a long time. Mm. So I, yeah, like apart from Kane finding the corner, did anyone play well? I mean, yeah, I think Toby and Dyer worked well together. Da- mm. Davies is Davies. I mean, you're always going to get a seven out of ten from him, really. We mm. didn't make any mistakes, but I, I've, I've been. Someone saying, said he made a mistake for their corner. I don't. I, I haven't seen the replay. Mm. The corner they scored from. Oria made. Oria makes so many mistakes in general that you just you know they they just become part of the game, don't they? I, I just feel like accept. It's, it's been a long time since we were able to sit here and say this person played well. Right? Mm, yeah. Like I think Lacelso in his hour wasn't that bad. I thought it was a bit. I was a bit shocked to see him get taken off. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't but, think it's particularly good. But no, no, but I don't think anyone was particularly good. That's the point. Mm. I was just surprised that he was the first one hooked, especially when it was Bergvine coming on. I thought that Bergvine wow. would come on for Sun or something. But I guess you're it's... thinking because he's probably the most likely to make something happen out of you know yeah. Suzuka winks. God, no, please. exactly. I mean, next and that, season, that... let's not see that all the time. No, we're not going to next season. Mm. One of those won't be at the club, and by that I mean Sissoko. Um <laughs> Because because Wings will be because he's he's just too valuable as a homegrown player as a club grown player he's too valuable to to really sell even with Skip coming up I, I still think Wings would stay but Sissoko I mean we've talked about this before he's almost thirty one if today is what you're going to see from him just signed a, a new contract yeah. as well hasn't well, he no, yeah, no. last year uh, yeah but yeah that that just means that we can get some money for him I mean it's mm. I, I don't know like I, I I'm appreciative for what Sissoko can do. But it's not enough. And for, for a guy who's a squad player at best, as far as I'm concerned... It never um, has been HG. You no, know my view on him. No, it exactly. never has. He's never been good enough for us. It's, it's, it it's what, what you want. Like, again, in a low block, it might work, right? We've seen Wings and Sissoko do okay in a low block. But if you want them to do like we saw today, where we were quite open and we were quite attacking, he, he can't do it. He just can't. He doesn't have the passing range. He he always looks uncomfortable on the ball when he's got it. And if if the opponents aren't scared of his physicality, then then he's just a sitting duck every time. So it's it, it's a shame. But I, I would he would definitely be one that I be, would be looking to to shift. For, for what kind of money though? What kind of money would you be talking about? Cause, I mean, he's he's played every he's played every game, hasn't he, since the restart? And he he does fill in for the you know the right back when Aurier's going you know walk about. So. Yeah, but the thing is, I think Jose knows that he's up to speed with the game, and he, you know, he can put himself about, and he does that. He's quite happy to do the defensive running and do some lung busting runs forward. But it's just he's not technically good no. enough when he's <laughs> doing any of that stuff, is even with the ball. This is interesting because I I put that tweet up a few weeks ago about a defense. Uh, if we get a defensive midfielder in, he needs to have a decent passing ability. Mm. And you said that's not what I think of DM is about, but. I think it is in the sense that it's fine. Obviously, their main role will be to break up play, shield the defence. But we need somebody like Dai used to do to be offering to take it off those centre-backs and bring it forward. And that's what Sissoko can't do. Yeah, the, the funny thing is when Skip came on today, I, I witnessed this, so I remember it. He got the ball um, off the centre-halves. It was given to to Skip, who on the half turn, passed it five yards forward to Winks, who did exactly the same thing on the half term before looking up. And suddenly you thought, four people have touched the ball and we haven't left our half yet. It, <laughs> it just seemed like one or the other. Like Skip, to me, is a more defensive winks. He, he mm. may not have well, the ability... Well, he is. He's a DM. Yeah, he may not have the ability to go forward on the ball like Winks has shown previously before he's been asked to do what he does now. But it, it, one of those two, do you know what I mean? Like, like 
the both both of them it's like watching sandro and livermore as if it was like 2013 again it, it just doesn't it, 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 it you have to have one or the other not both and it, it's, mm. it's just strange like i think sissoko as as, as great as he is it's just what? time it's just time no because <laughs> like, he great but, but what's he been great ever but what he what he has done in the last year and a half right like we have cost to admit us the champions league final oh, yes i don't think he cost us the champions league final all right certainly really had a very don't. big part to play in it yes that, that that is definitely true but he didn't cost us it you, you know he, his ability to even be in the team that got us there right i mean it, you, you can't just look at all the bad things he's done and say that's that's who he is but you know at 31 it's time. Like, I'm sorry. Like, we talk about Jetson or Harvey White. One of those two can do what Sissoko does. I'm sure of it. I'm absolutely sure of it. He, he, to me, he's fifth best at the club. And I'm being generous there, right? Sorry. Dombele, Lo Celso, Skip, Winks, Dyer, any of those should be playing in midfield ahead of Sissoko. It's just his athletic ability keeps him in the team. But I'm sorry. Like, this is, you know, football is about using the football, not about using. Because he's a unit. Basically, yeah, he does. No, he does babysit Aurea, his, his mate Aurea as well, doesn't he? Exactly. Probably a lot of coaching here as well, I imagine. If we're going to replace the right back, then uh, yeah, you can see why you might. If we do get an offer for him, then the club might be looking to take it. But who's, I don't know who's going to pay half decent money for him. Like you said, at thirty-one next month. I mean, and that's just it. Like half decent money, given what it is, maybe there won't be half decent money. Maybe it will be somewhere you know, ten to fifteen million. I mean, I don't think he would have been that much more anyway, just because of his age. Mm. But, um, like, yeah, like if I can't sell him to a club, I'm not really sure what club's going to want to go after him. <laughs> but I just think that we have we have a lot of options there. And like if Hoiberg, if if Hoiberg joins, which we all expect him to, I think we should all expect that, right? Like if he joined tomorrow, he takes Sissoko's place instantly, right? It would mm-hmm. be Hoiberg and Winks, or Hoiberg and Dombele, or whoever. But Hoiberg would become the number one, the most important central midfielder we have, and Sissoko. Like, you know, what would he provide off the bench? Would you not keep him, though? Because we are, I mean, if we do get into the Europa League group stage, we could be looking at up to 50 games next season, minimum. Yeah, but we've got kids. There's plenty of kids coming through, isn't there? Yeah. But they've I mean, hardly played, though, in the last... Since last like year, Give Skip a chance. It, it, Skip is a quality, quality player. I still say he's better than Wings. Performs a slightly different function, like you said, but I think he is a better player than Wings. And I genuinely think you've got to give him some football he needs to either go out on loan or get some match time Europa League would be perfect there was talk of going out on loan wasn't there when he signed his contract mm. 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 but Europa League would be perfect to give him experience if Hoiberg becomes yeah. the, the first choice DM and Skip is the backup DM right where's Sissoko fit he doesn't and would, would well, you I've rather never really re... he's never really been a DM has he no no, he hasn't but that, that, again that's where he is because if you play him as an 8 you've got Winks Dombele Lo Celso they're all better than Sissoko at, at bringing the ball forward so mm. w- where does he fit like I, I agree with Renko like given the option I'd much rather have a kid there than someone who's costing us £100,000 a week and, and, mm, and not yeah. really doing anything and certainly not the future of the club. <clears throat> like, you know, I think we've all been guilty in the last um, last little while of reminiscing about you know what we could have done or the last three or four or five years and we have to start thinking about the future and Sissoko just isn't it. Yeah, and that's the other reason for the Europa League. You, like, okay, you can name the players. You've got White, you've got Jetson, you've got uh, Sessignon, Tanganga, Skip, the, uh, Parrot. So you've got at least yeah. six players there that which, which we played a few a handful of games at most. 
Um, so I think Europa League is it would be a good competition in the group stages. And if we've got to qualify as well, Christ. <laughs> what is it? When's the first game? Actually, it's- if if we if we qualify as the worst qualifier from England, which depends on who wins the FA Cup or whatever, then if if we enter in the second qualifying round, then the first game is September seventeenth, which is the Thursday after the first game of the season. Yeah. And for the for the next three weeks, we'd have qualifiers: the second qualifier on the seventeenth, the third on the twenty fourth, and the playoff round as they call it on the 1st of October and then then you'd have an international break and then as soon as you get back the group stage starts so basically we wouldn't have a midweek off at all if we have to call if we have to start in the qualifying round it's uh it's pretty harsh going next season is going to be interesting as well because what we've got about six weeks I know the people that are in Champions League and Europa League have got even less but we've got something like six or seven weeks and then the league starts and you've got no pre-season really on that basis and we're <laughs> straight into a, a, a packed fixture list potentially as well It'll be quite interesting so I think rotation will be key um let's talk about the Palace goal I don't know. Could you could you blame anyone? It was obviously Dan unmarked at the back post, which was the issue. And I think uh, Simon, it was it was Dyer's man. Mm. Bit of um, lack of communication wasn't there between Dyer and Sissoko as to who was picking him up and uh, decent header, and then we couldn't clear the second ball either, could we? Well, as IU completely scuffed it, and it was a bit for- fortunate that it landed in. Very fortunate. Yeah, that was. scrappy, wasn't it? Very, very scrappy, very disappointing. And I, I thought Dyer had won a lot of headers before that. Obviously, Palace had a lot of corners in the first half and uh, I thought he dealt with them pretty well. So it is a bit of a shame that uh, he was perhaps at fault for the equaliser. But yeah, none, none of the players particularly covered themselves in glory for, for their equaliser. No, but it's a weird kind of zonal marking system that mm. did. And then it's kind of like you're in a zone, but then if that... You know, Dan ran, runs the back post and dies like, right, I've got to run from the centre now to the back. Yeah. He's kind of pedalling backwards, makes a really lame effort to get a header on it. Yeah. Just jumps in the way and doesn't make it. It was a shame. I mean, was, in the first half, you saw, you know, Sonny and Kane uh, doing some really decent defending. Yeah, they, they were. But that's it. I mean, Son has been, Son has been getting back and, and doing his bit defensively, the same as Lucas has as well. It's like that is the one change I've seen in the last couple of weeks is that everybody seems to be busting the guts to sort of finish this season as, as high as we can. But um, like you said, HG, it's just, it, it, then it doesn't really, you don't appreciate any of any of that in particular, do you? Because it's just hard work and you, it's really, it's a struggle to say who you would think actually played well in, in the game. Um no, but no, but I mean, but like, I agree with you. It, it, it's it's the same thing. Like we can all sit here and say look, the performance was bad, but the result was enough, right? And that's what we've said since basically since Jose took over. Even when we were mm. winning games right at the beginning, like we weren't winning well, but we were getting more goals than the opposition, which equals winning. I mean, that 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 is the point of the game. Mm. But it's I, I've been thinking a lot about that. You know, the famous Danny Blanchflower quote about you know kind of the the fallacy of football is that you know it's it's first and last about winning when it's actually about you know beating the other lot. And I, I think the interesting part that Spurs fans tend to forget is the idea that it's you know first and last about winning. Like we always think that that means oh no you, you've got to do it with style. But no, you, you've got to win with style. I mean, winning is first and foremost. It's just not first and last. We are, we are, we are, we are winning through boring our fans to death. I mean, like, let's be honest. If, if Palace's fans had been in the stadium today, we'd have lost that game. Yeah, quite possibly. Right? It, because, just because all the momentum would have been with them. Right, and they would have turned it around. I'm, I think we all sat there expecting it to happen. I was expecting to, to us to have a, a last-minute rally to try and get a late equaliser to put us through. Mm. So it's. I think we have to recognise that, like, the pandemic has had a massive influence 
on the fact that we've had a somewhat successful season that we can sit here and say that we're in Europe next year if we are. Um, well, I mean, look, I made this, because I made this point earlier to someone I was talking to. You know, we've had a terrible season, really, haven't we? We've had a, a really crappy uh, European campaign that that just didn't excite from from the word go. It, it was terrible. Um, we've changed managers. We've got the embarrassment of an Amazon documentary, although I, I think it'll be quite interesting to watch it um, to come. And yet, we've still finished above Sheffield United, who everyone was absolutely lording earlier on the season. Wolves, who apparently are a better team than us, according to some people, we've still finished a point above them. Um, and Arsenal. Now, I, f- I think it's a little bit about the standards we've set ourselves, I suppose, over the last few years. But we should be quite happy with where we're at. I think you put it nicely. We've got the sixth big- biggest budget in the league. We finished sixth. We're about where we should be. And we haven't played well. We haven't um, excited. You know, it's going to get better. It will get better. I'm very confident next season will be better than this one. Mm. It's it's one of those funny things. Like you look at previous, like I've looked at previous seasons recently because I've seen that, you know, um, Jose's first season as Man United boss, they got 69 points and only lost five league games in the season. That's not a bad league campaign. Now, of course, at that year, it was only good enough for sixth because weirdly in that season, the team that finished eighth had 40-something points, mm. right? It was like a top six, then a seven, and then a massive drop to, to eight and the rest. Whereas this year, you had a top two, and then everyone else was pretty standard. Like, look at Southampton's end of the season. They finished 11th. And at Christmas they were what bottom three? Yeah. So you, like I think everyone is capable. Certainly in the bottom eighteen teams, everyone is capable of beating everyone else, and that mm. makes it more exciting. And it also means that if you do manage to lose very few games, you have a very good chance of finishing high up the league. The question for Jose is going to be: Can I turn those draws into victories? Do I have? enough world-class players to find the bottom corner with the half chances that my team is creating because Spurs aren't creating chances. We haven't done for a very long time. No, I think we need to do much better offensively next season. It's fine that we've kind of seen out this season defensively, but yeah, we, we need to improve stuff. I mean, the COVID break has affected a lot of teams for them because Palace, uh, before the break, I think were, were kind of vying for a European spot and they've obviously just fallen away. Uh, Sheffield United as well were kind of the form team and they've really struggled since we've come back and and we've done well we've um we've benefited from that break quite a lot i suppose and we talked about this you know when we came back that we had a fully fit squad but simon how do you think jose's season should be judged now he came in and we were 14th in the league we were struggling Mm. to look at any game and think we're going to do well so are you pleased with what jose's done just this season yeah I'm, I'm happy. I, f- I think you'd have to call it a success. You know, we, we were bottom half of the table when he came in. We were looking pretty rudderless, really concerning uh, form, relegation form probably at the time. Mm. And, you know, it's been a bit, so we had a, we had a good little run to begin with and then we really tailed off, but injuries did not help. No. You know, we missed Sun and Kane massively, didn't we? And I think Hugo was probably still out at the time as well, I believe. Um, and then, yeah, the break came in at a good time, didn't it? And since then, our form's been decent. So getting top six, I'm happy with. You know, the points tally isn't particularly high, is it? 59 points, but top six above Wolves, above Arsenal, Sheffield United, obviously, like the caller said, were, uh, were being talked about as possible uh, European challenges. So I'll definitely would take it. If, I was, if somebody said to me, when Jose came in, would you take sixth place and a Europa League spot, I'd, I would have 
I would have definitely taken that, no doubt about it. Yeah. The shame of this season, the real shame of this season for me is that the um, the signings just mm. haven't worked out. You know, we've we've spent big in the summer, and um, I know Lacelso has been all right, but mm-hmm. you know he's he's not really set the world on fire. And then you you look at um, obviously the end of Belay saga, which has just been mm-hmm. a disaster, really. From the from, I mean, what. Well, when I was at the Villa game, first game of the season, I thought, "Oh, this is this lad looks the mustard." You know, we're going to mm. go next level because he came on, changed the game. But that's probably his only decent performance. <laughs> only us. Tottenham, only Tottenham could spend a hundred million pound on three players. You know, Lisolso, Undumbele, and Cessignon. And and and, uh, and and one of them, one of them having an okayish season, I guess. No Celso and Ondombele and Sessegnon being completely anonymous. So it's no, just none of them are, none of them are really. Yeah, the, yeah, there's only the Celso that gets in the team, and, and the other two look like we've wasted cash. And mm. I, I think this oh, to me this so season, this season is is what I would call the what if season. There are so mm. many what ifs. What if Pochettino didn't get sacked? What if Mourinho didn't lose Kane and Son and Loris and all the other players? What if we didn't play that Champions League second leg in Leipzig, right? Because, you know, we'd be looking at a second leg, a 1-0 deficit going into a German team that hadn't played for five weeks mm. next week. Like that that game being played in Leipzig is, is to me, the biggest what-if of the season. Because if you look at the Champions League draw, you know, had we got past Leipzig, mm. then it, it, you would have had a chance in a bit after. It, I mean, we were, they, were, they pretty... They were a bit, far better team in the first leg, though, weren't they? Yeah, but it was just one nil. And if you look mm. at if you look at Jose's now, like, like I, I, th- I mean, some of us thought we still had a chance in the second leg when it was played, even though they absolutely trounced us. Mm. But if you think that all of those players that we've had back, that we we could have yeah. named pretty much the team that Jose wanted to name, and then yeah. we'd have given it a go, mm. and then you'd have had a you know quarter final against what Atletico Madrid in a one off game. And then yeah. it, or, uh, Atalanta, whoever it is, like they're they're in the easy half of the Champions League draw, the easier half, excuse me. Yeah, Lucas um, Lucas might turn up again for a couple of games, and Bob's your <laughs> fan is your own. That is a massive what if, but the whole season is full of them. You know, yeah. what if those? What if the pandemic hadn't have happened? We'd have been bottom half of the table. Absolutely, there's no doubt in my mind that without Maybe. Kane and Son being fit, we, yeah. we, we'd have been bottom six, not top six. So it's um. Yeah, I, I don't, we, we can't complain, really. We we can't. Yeah, it's interesting because I think we've also forgotten how negative Jose was toward, you know before the end, uh, before the start of the pandemic because he was just moaning about not having players, wasn't he? It was kind of like he was yeah. almost defeated. He was like, "What do you expect me to do with this team? You know, why do you why do you expect I lost to Norwich?" Well, I think he was making a point, <laughs> wasn't he? A little bit, but if you there's, if there's nothing you can do about it, it's not really a motivational technique, is it? I've got no, no. decent players on the pitch. Right, team, go out and win for me. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's uh, I just uh, that was a bit disappointing heartening for me because he came in and it was all sort of I'm a change man everything's great I'm, I'm all about you know happiness and joy and then it very quickly as soon as things started to go south for the team he kind of listen he lost it leopards don't change their spots the caller still likes donuts you know what I mean <laughs> I do know what you mean caller well yeah and I suppose we shouldn't have been too surprised but it's just this is the the debate there's, there's things about Jose which some fans like myself will just never will never like and I think he's always about I think self-image and protecting his own reputation always comes before you know the team what is good for the team but you know it, the season has ended up it's worked out all right 
he was all happy at the end of the game, wasn't he? Lots of cuddles with his mm, coaches. Yeah, staff. mad celebration, wasn't it, at full time? Yeah, for sixth, which was a bit odd. Yeah, <laughs> it was brilliant, wasn't it? <laughs> it? Must have been a bonus around. <laughs> Definitely a bonus and a promise of some uh, nice five five star hospitality around uh, Poland <laughs> and the Ukraine and uh, Kazakhstan, wherever else we end up. Great. <laughs> yeah. I was disappointed that Jan didn't get a look in. Really? Yeah, it was a bit of a shame mm. we didn't say goodbye to him, especially when Sanchez came on. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, 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 for about for two minutes. Yeah, it was a bit of a joke. Um, HG, we we need to try and sort of clear up because everyone's just saying we've we've qualified for the Europa, but we, we, I mean we're still under the impression that I mean you explain it. There's seven European places. That's that's so the yeah. Gist in, of it. A, in a in a normal season, there are seven European places for England and for you know the better countries, right? Um, that would be four Champions League and three Europa League. Now, I know the club have come out and said that we have qualified, so I want to go along with that. But there are also people out there that think that it's not certain yet because if Arsenal win the FA Cup, awful as that is to even say, yeah. if that happens, they're not going to. And Wolves win the Europa Believe. League, which again, the, the odds on this, I think I saw someone on Twitter say the odds of those two things happening are 10 to 1, hmm. right? Combined. Right? But is that if, all? Well, yeah, because well, Arsenal doing half of it is only one game. So it's not that it's not that strange, really. But t- 10 to 1 for that to happen. Um, and yeah, if that was to happen, there, there are people out there that think that that would mean that Spurs aren't in the Europa League. Now, if the club have come out and said, or that aren't in any aren't in Europe at all. But if yeah, the club have come out and said yes, we are definitely in, then let's just go with that for now, and then we can watch everyone else have egg on their face if it turns out to be not true. Yeah, you, you say you so, say people, HG, but really it's the it's the Premier League website, <laughs> which is fairly authoritative. The, the Premier League website does say yes, there are only seven spots available. Um, I, I I really don't know. Like it's, I don't think it's ever happened before. Like I know that. The, the, the teams that have won the Europa League and then gone on to qualify for the Champions League, which I think Sevilla did it once, obviously United have done it, Chelsea have done it. Um, some of them may have already qualified anyway through their own competitions. Well, yeah, Chelsea and, last year, wasn't it? Exactly. And so for Wolves to do it might be the first time that a team that didn't qualify for Europe through its own domestic competitions makes Europe through winning a trophy. That is that that makes it new. But if it really is only seven spots, then the way that the way that uh, the the Premier League and the FA see it, finishing fifth is obviously better than sixth, and f- winning the cup is obviously is better than finishing sixth because you've won a trophy. You are considered to be a better a better qualifier. Yeah. So that there are there are, there are there are so many permutations. But look, yes, <laughs> if the club says we're in, let's go with that. But there are others that say that we're not in yet for sure. Yeah, well, we'll see. We'll see in the next few. Well, I mean, fingers crossed Arsenal don't win. Exactly. Quite. If Arsenal lose, then we're in. That's it. Done. Yeah, exactly. Mm. The co- the caller wouldn't be the caller if he didn't point out that he did point out Leicester's demise months ago. Thank you very much. I'm taking my victory lap right now. All right. Around my study. Are we going to mention your Liverpool I'm prediction? <laughs> move on, move on, move on, move on, move on. Look, you win some, you lose some. Um, that was tongue in cheek. We I was were, never uh, serious be, to, about to, that one. To be fair, caller, you were only forty points out. So it's <laughs> ninety nine to fifty nine plus gold. The thing is, let's say forty one, shall we? The thing is, I've got to be honest. I didn't foresee Liverpool being as good as they are. 
No. Didn't. But they, didn't but they would just I didn't think they'd, they'd do it again. Here's a question for you then, Colin. How many points off Liverpool will we be next season? Oh, that's a very good question. Uh, closer, I'd like to think. <laughs> closer. 10, point, 10 <laughs> points, 20 points. Uh, what was it this season, HG? You, you stato, yeah, 40, 40 something? 40, yeah, 40 no, points. It was 40, 99, 49. <laughs> yeah. It was 40. Okay, so I'm going to say we'll be 16 points behind them next season. And then the following season, we'll do them. <laughs> I, I, yeah, when Klopp's gone, look, look, I, yeah. I, I don't, I don't think anyone will beat ninety points next year. I will say that. Mm. Right? I don't think anyone will. So if we get to seventy, which I think is probably possible, then we've mm. halved the gap, right? There you um, go. You but, agree with the caller? Mark it down in history. Yeah, next season will be interesting. You can't imagine Liverpool are going to be as good because they've been fortunate. But I said that last year, though. I said that last year, <laughs> and they were they were bloody good last year, weren't they? I, I didn't think they'd keep the momentum. I thought. Missing out would would break them because they are a bit of a bottler club. And yeah, but but they, they went from losing a Champions League final to then winning it the following year. Like what? I, I just yeah, but they tried not to. The, 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 I mean, did you hunger... watch the game? They were terrible. We were just worse. And Sissoko but, decided to yeah, handle the, the, the hunger for Liverpool is the question, right? Obviously, they had a hunger to win it for the first time in thirty years. Now they've done that. You know what? What is the challenge going to be? Right? Are they going to try and win both? They, you know how Man City have been focusing almost on the Champions League for the last few seasons because they haven't done it. And so you, you imagine that at some point their league campaign has suffered because they've wanted the Champions League. If they win it this year, the same question is true of them. Right? Once Man City have won the Champions League and won the Premier League, then w- what is the challenge? Does Guardiola want to stay? Do the players really have it within them to to maintain that consistency? I don't think they will. Right, that, that that doesn't mean I think that we're going to be better than them, but I don't think they will be as good as they have been. That mean, like Man City dropped twenty points this season compared to last. Right, they went from what ninety eight to seventy six, seventy eight. I don't know how many they finished on. They dropped twenty points. I, I wouldn't be surprised if if Liverpool did something similar. Maybe not as many as twenty, but something similar. Depends who depends who they sign because I think you will. Um, sell a couple of players and bring some in. Maybe not now because of COVID, but I think you know, Klopp freshens his team up quite a lot. So. Yeah. Anyway, that's that's talking about them, not us. I think, and I think, um, thanks for pointing out that my um, my success rate isn't always a hundred percent. Sam Burrows, welcome, welcome back. Really nice to have you. <laughs> Thank you. Oh dear. Right, we're going to be breaking down the season. I think in three pods that will be upcoming. Yeah. We're going to try and get all the podders involved in that, so he'll be he'll be vying for which which third. I don't know. Look out for those review pods, and, and then there'll be various other. It'll be a, an extremely condensed transfer window. So <laughs> imagine there'll be like if we're going to get a hundred links in in this transfer window, it's going to be about fifteen a week. So look out for some um, some transfer pods coming up as well. But until the next one, it's not. Sorry, it's not that condensed. It's like two and a half months. Oh, is it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, like it, it's, it starts tomorrow and it goes all the way till the first week oh. of October. So, it's, uh, yeah, Sax is going to be a busy boy. It's a fair, yeah, that's very true. It's a fair little while. But we won't be doing transfer pods once the season starts, though. Is my point, I suppose. I have to say, 
that if you're not going to talk transfers once the season starts, you're going to miss all the Spurs transfers <laughs> because none will be made until the last week of the transfer winter. It's the difference between transfer rumours and actual transfers, isn't it? It's like the rumours are the more yeah. exciting thing for Spurs fans because if we get linked to all these players, yeah. we're never going to buy it. I think we should do a live deadline day with um, with uh, Hello Cheeseheads hosting it, <laughs> Mr. Franco. Me with Leon. Yeah, exactly. Outside the Spurs ground. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'd pay. For, I'd pay to watch that. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> These big levy out hat on, you know. Exactly. As soon as we don't sign Ronaldo and Messi, <laughs> no ambition. Let us down I've, again. I've, I've ordered a plane. There's a plane due over any minute. <laughs> Jose wanted Mbappe, and he's not delivered. Anyway, thanks for joining HG. No, no problem. As always, it was a pleasure. And Carlos, time for you to go and sit in a dark room or go to bed. I'm going to bed now. It's nine o'clock. Work at seven. I'm going to sleep. <laughs> and it's very nice to have you back after the absence, Mr. Burrows. Great to be here. Thanks very much for having me back on. And uh, come on, you Spurs. Right. Until next time, thanks for listening, Cheezers. Don't forget to subscribe to all your podcast providers and all of our social media channels. And until next time, come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. Sports Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.